Well, I think we're both going to talk eventually. Okay. What's going on, Bobby Flood? Well, we're back. We said we'd be back. Or was that earlier we said we'd be back next week? Was that a few weeks ago? It's all blurring together. We were back last week, for sure. Yeah. We, we, we've been back. Yeah, we, we came back last week, and then we came back this week. Today is Monday, March 6th, uh, 2023. This is the Mind Virus Show, the Mind Virus Podcast. We're uh, delayed broadcasting from all your major podcast aggregators like Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever. And of course, mindvirus.show, our flagship website on the web. <laughs> we got our blue uh, COVID warning on Spotify that we talked about. Kidding. Again? <laughs> Wait, a minute, I, I know, was last week the one where you started off saying vaccine, vaccine, vaccine? I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. We definitely got the blue banner, though. I'm having a hard time. Yeah, we really didn't talk about the vaccine much. All we did was say the keywords. So we proved... <laughs> right. Yeah, we totally have a... Uh, we totally have a blue banner here. Learn about COVID-19. I would have thought we would have gotten more listeners last week or for last week's episode at this point, but maybe we turned everybody off with episode 115 because we had a good, good turnout for 115, but then uh, for 116, case closed, consider the matter closed. We, it may have been, it may have been the keywords right at the start when you, because we were talking about the AI censorship. Right. Maybe somehow. Maybe the AI shut us down. Maybe just got into the heads of our listeners somehow. Yeah, maybe. Throughout the web. They they voluntarily decided not to listen because uh, it might have just been that there's it could have been of... offensive to people though when you just said vaccine 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 what else did you say there was other words you said I think I said, maga 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 yeah, I can't remember like, yeah COVID 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 now we're doing it again I saw a f- <laughs> you know we we're last week we, we like to talk about Mormon issues I saw somebody had posted a picture of Brigham Young with a maga hat. Yeah. And it said, make Adam God again. <laughs> Can we even say that and still. That's, that's, that's clever. Is I'll it, say that's very clever. Funny. No, last week, I would have thought we'd had better turnout because we were hitting some pretty controversial issues last week. Well, it might have just been like, and I give our, our audience a lot of credit, but it just might have been like most uh, LDS people I've talked to, they, they don't want to talk care. about the SEC. They want to pretend like it never happened. Now, I did put a link to the Southeastern Conference, and I think a lot of people do want to talk about the SEC, <laughs> contrary to what you just said. Well, right now, the SEC is just coming down to Alabama and Georgia, and that's usually how it always is. It gets started. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you got some supporting cast members in the SEC, but they're not Alabama and they're not Georgia. You know, times change. Well, uh, you, you, it ebbs and flows. You got supporting cast members down there in the SEC, but none of them is Alabama, none of them is Georgia. 
Was that offensive? <laughs> Let's just get all the offensive stuff out of the way right away. Oh my. The first five minutes. We really, no, I do. Just commenting on the AI censorship of podcasts. I mean, last week, let's be perfectly honest. We really didn't talk much about COVID. No, we just threw some keywords out there. And so it's clearly we're getting, we're getting an AI censor tag here. Because if, if somebody had listened to last week, they would want to prove the point that that there was actual right logic care you know not just the the ham-handed fist of the technocracy right uh, or that the, yeah the, if a human was behind that they would have said well i'm not going to put a, they, they're making fun of the blue labels i'm not going to make i'm not going to give them more material yeah <laughs> but there's no way, uh, you know, there's just no way that a human at Spotify is listening to our podcast or, <laughs> or, or, uh, no way. uh, all the other podcasts out there that get flagged. There's just too many of them. Yeah. So this AI thing is very far advanced. And, and let, if there was a human at Spotify assigned to listen to us, he or she would not put a blue tag on it because he or she would have been brought around to our correct way of thinking. Mm. You know, that's a really good point. We would have eradicated the mind virus from that person's brain. You make a good point there, Mr. Flood. We have exercised the demons. <laughs> yeah, good point. No, it, it, you know, it's not really an AI. Obviously, it's just an algorithm, uh, speech to text, text to speech, all of that stuff going on right now. And it's been going on for a long time, I think. But it, our world does sort of remind me of uh, that scene in the movie Elysium. I don't know if you've seen that with Matt Damon, where there's a there's a space station that all the wealthy people live on, and then mm-hmm. he ends up having to get a bio suit to go try to get access to it. People are always trying to get access to this. St- the, the poor people are trying to get access, and the and the poor people on the ground on Earth, like in Los Angeles, as I think of where it is, has become a you know, worse than a third world country. And they have sort of modern documentary. Yeah. They have a modern robotic police force. Right. (laughs) And then he has to go to the doctor because the police end up breaking his arm. And, um, the, the doctor's a kiosk and it just dispenses drugs. (laughs) Right. But it's not just a kiosk. It's like a, it's like a carnival, uh, attraction. There's like a, a a literal doctor head. (laughs) (laughs) With a white, robe on i don't know if it's got a, I got, maybe i can find a, maybe i can find a picture of that i can't remember exactly it's like but. the uh, zoltan is it called zoltan or zoltar in big that grants it his wish makes him a kid or a, uh, an adult yeah makes the kid an adult yeah not quite just dispenses drugs but not wishes no <laughs> sorry <laughs> unless drugs are your wish it's a lot of people's wish these days yeah yeah, which probably is a decent segue into what we want to talk about today. I think. What do you want to talk about? Well, you you had, you had we're, we're today we're not we're unscripted, no discussion to start with. We're tired of that. We're just going by the seat of our pants. <laughs> you had uh, you had sent me a note over the the week that you know between uh, a note about the movie White Noise, which we. Now you recommended that, remember? You're well, the you're uh, the guy that I, discovered that. I would have never even made the well, connection the, between the, only, the East Palestine spill and Yeah, and that's the only reason I brought it up is because it kind of made some noise <laughs> about uh because there's a, a toxic train derailment 
that takes place in I in Ohio that this you know in, the, in this movie that really mirrored. Right. They never really say the that it was. Events. Yeah, they never really say. And this was recently made, right? Like this was produced like. Yeah, a year yeah. ago. Now it's based on a book, and I didn't look the look up the book, but yeah. it's based on a book, obviously by the same name. I think. I think so. And when they were producing this movie, White Noise, starring Adam Driver, which was filmed in Ohio. Now I didn't see any East Palestine exact. Right. Right. Uh, so I, I may filming. I've maybe overstated that. I think I said it takes place in East Palestine, but but it was filmed all over in Ohio, and then there were some scenes filmed in other other was, places, but it was mostly Ohio. And there were apparently East Palestine residents involved. Yeah, like that were in the film as extras. extras and, yeah. But it, it, it's uncanny, right? You know, you have this toxic spill. But you'd sent me a note and said, you know, it's not really about the top, the oil spill or the train derailment, the movie. That was what was kind of interesting. And and by the way, it is it's it depends on who you are. It might be a hard movie to watch. It was really unusual, I thought. Yeah, as far as movies go, it's a it's really kind of uh, it's um, non like what's the word here? It's it's not real linear. I mean, it has a plot. But yeah, it has a linear plot, but it's not what it's talking about. <laughs> right, right, right. It's basically, uh, uh, to sum it it's up... It's highly abstract. It's Let's a, call it's, it that. It's abstract. It's basically a, a middle-aged people's... Middle-aged people's... Uh, uh, the way that they, uh, they deal with and, and kind of face their, their looming mortality, right? When you're young, it's like that's the last thing on your mind. But you get to be a little older, like the the people in the movie are. They're like in their 40s and 50s in the 1980s. By the way, 1984, I think, is when it takes place. And you know they're dealing with, you know, realizing they're not so young anymore, and their own kind of manic, weird. Just what what does manic mean? I, that's a good question. I don't know what the textbook definition is. I always kind of think of it as uh, compulsive or erratic. A manic, okay, just first first Google result, which of, of course is always correct, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> According to NAMI.com, N-A-M-I, N-A-M-I.org, the terms manic and manic episode describe a state of mind characterized by high energy, excitement, and euphoria over a sustained period of time. Is that what you meant? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you used the word manic. You must have meant that. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, the characters in the movie are really kind of over the top. Like, the Adam Driver, he plays a, a college professor at the College on the Hill. And... His he is a, a a renowned expert in Hitler. Would you call it superlative? Well, that's of the highest quality or degree, a high degree. What I call the film? hyperbolic. The film. No, the, the characters. So the characters aren't really superlative. They're more stereotypes. They're over the. They're cartoons. They're car, they're caricatures. Yeah. And and the whole style of the movie, the the lighting and the set decoration, all that, it's very stylized. It's very over the top, very vibrant, colorful. Really it, well done. It's got this sort of veneer of not. It's real, but not like like it's a like you might think of it of as a um, neighborhood or or a, a citywide regional. Um, Playhouse, like a, yeah. you might see at a where they where they do drama, 
you know, live plays. It's kind of like musicals. Kind of like the live theaters. The, the theater is the word I was looking for. The world, theater. the world that Truman lives in in the Truman Show inside the bubble. Yeah, kind of. It's, kinda, they, it's, it's all like ideal that, yeah. and and fakey and. But he this uh, Adam Driver. He plays a guy named uh, Kylo Ren. J A K. J.A.K. Gladwell, I think it was, or Glad... I never really paid attention Glad to the... Glad something like that. Yeah, I never paid attention to his name, so it was Glad something. And he's, he's a professor of... Hitler uh, studies. Hitler studies, or advanced Nazism. Is that what do they call it, advanced Nazism? <laughs> and and uh, his, his uh, colleague, played by Don Cheadle, is a, a professor of modern icon so he talks about elvis a he lot. wants to become an elvis i uh expert like yeah. a renowned uh what would you call that somebody who's who's uh renowned for their elvis acumen probably i would call it someone who's renowned for their elvis acumen okay <laughs> <laughs> but he wants to become you know the elvis guy just like adam driver's character is the hitler guy yeah and People come from all over to, to see them. They have Hitler, Nazism studies, conferences and things. And there's he, this great <laughs> and bizarre scene where Adam Driver comes into, the, into Don Cheadle's classroom and they have this like dueling well, he, lecture. Cheadle invites uh, Driver to come to his Elvis lecture to lend credibility because he's a, a renowned expert right. on... He, he's he's well respected, and Cheadle wants to be also respected in his area right. of emphasis. And so, so <laughs> I don't know if it was dueling; it was more like a com- a complimentary parallelism, like yeah. like they talked about their mothers and their upbringing and their motivations, yeah. the, and they were comparing Elvis. <laughs> the way they did it, they were the you know, Cheadle would talk about Elvis, and then uh, Driver would talk about Hitler, right. and, 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 was- and 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 Driver finally kind of takes over it, the entire lecture and finishes it off but he doesn't just take over he ends up like on the windowsill above the students perched like standing up like a vulture he he gets very dramatic (laughs) and and it's you know it's it's the whole faculty from the college files in and they're all watching spellbound and some kid on a on a camcorder is filming it on the 19 inch screen and and it's and in the end he says something like the crowds followed Hitler just to be part of the crowd. <laughs> and everyone, there's this hushed silence, and then you hear. <laughs> and then everybody breaks into applause, and it's like, why are they cheering? This was so weird. Well, that's the thing. That's the, thing. That's the word weird would probably be what most Americans would think of when they think of this movie. Weird, right? Unusual, weird. It's definitely unusual. I liked it a lot though because it it was the characters like see Adam Driver he's not that old in real life right they kind of aged him they put a gut on him how old is he in maybe real life? he had to grow a gut by the way this gets a five point seven on IMDb proving of, my point out of a hundred um, it's uh, out of ten <laughs> IMDb is out of ten I right? think it probably uh, uh, I think it I think it needs I think a it's seven. better than that. But it's un- it's unusual. It's weird enough that I think that you know it's not it's not going to appeal to the masses and people. You know, this is well, this is one of your typical, not typical. This is one of your 
very intentional message movies or abstract uh, uh, symbolic movies. And that's what you texted me. You said, it's not really about the train derailment. It's about death and it's existential. Yeah, it's very existential. And let's see, Adam Driver. uh, How old is this guy? Like that line. 1983. That line in Elf when they're talking about the children's books. So he's 40. It's existential. Yeah. <laughs> the tomato. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, tomatoes are too vulnerable. Adam Driver's 43. No, he's born in 83, oh. so he's 40. Okay. 40 years old. I would have thought that was easy little... math because, you know, 23, 40, 83. Yeah. I would have thought he would, was even a little younger than that, but, but they kind of make him, I well, think, look. A lot of movie stars never age. Right. Anyway, he, he's quite good at it. He's, he's, he just plays this this eccentric professor who studies Hitler and and has these kind of phobias and and uh, but but they also are trying to just live a normal life like a normal American suburban life. They've got he's married to a woman who teaches aerobics to old people. They have four kids. Yeah, but she's not just aerobics. She's more like the person that teaches all of the really like he's Hitler <laughs> and she's all the really positive spiritual stuff. Right. Yeah. So there's this, there's this, and, and they're, they're both on their third or fourth marriage fourth or something marriage. like that. You learn that throughout. So they've got four kids, but yeah. only one of them is there. Oh, by the way, spoiler alerts. Oh, we're going to spoil We're going to totally spoil this movie. We're going to wreck it's this not movie. A, it's, if not you don't, a, it's not a big enough like blockbuster hit where we're going to give you guys time. There's nothing really... But there's nothing really to spoil here. It's on Netflix, by the way. It's a Netflix-produced thing, is I think. Like, if you were to look this up, um, it's a comedy-drama-horror movie, <laughs> according to IMDb. That's a pretty good way to, to summarize it. And it is a Netflix movie, but it's not really horror as in slasher blood. We were talking about this recently, weren't we? What, what constitutes the categories? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not, we're not responsible for the we past talk. content we of the Mind Virus show. Things. Yeah. We may have talked about anything and everything. Sometimes we like to refer you back to old episodes, but <laughs> we'll just talk today. <laughs> so anyway, she's, her name's Babette, and um, his name is uh, Jack, yeah. right? J-A-K is how it is, but because the professors oh, they, call, they call him, they call him, him J-A-K. They call him a three... The brilliance of J-A-K Gladstump, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Three-letter. And, and, and remember, they run into Don Cheadle in the grocery store, and he says something to, to J-A-K's wife, and she says, he's Jack in real life. <laughs> so yes, Jack... Yeah, she she like she's like the touchy feely spiritual lovey dovey. Yeah, if you like think the about, Lu, the Luna Lovegood equivalent. Yeah, you think if, you're, about, if it's Harry Potter, this is your Luna Lovegood character. Think about the 1980s. Um, she just was kind of that new agey. It seemed like that was an era where that sort of thing started to take off. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she teaches uh, aerobics, and he teaches at the College on the Hill. Right. Which is the official name of the college on the hill. <laughs> yeah. So you get you get all this commentary on the world and the cosmos in this movie though. You get Right. Well not not so much the cosmos but the world like the the nature of like mortality. 
Right. The nature, the nature of the fallen world. That's really, right. yeah, that's a good way to put it. Cause it's like, they have this problem where there's a train derailment. Now the train, the train derails right at the minute that J.A.K. finishes his Hitler speech in Cheadle's class. Yeah. So the scene is really dramatic. It, it's Don Cheadle talking about Elvis and Adam Driver talking about Hitler, and they're like, and they're making him out to be these regular guys, taking right? turns, kind of saying complimentary, but also like it's sort of like dueling wizards. I know it's not a duel in that sense, but it's like two wizards it was showing off their craft, choreographed. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was literally choreographed because they're almost like dancing, and and yeah. and juxtaposing that is this guy driving a big tanker truck, uh, and he's drunk. And he's swerving a lot and reaching for a bottle of Jack Daniels and swerving off the narrow Ohio country roads. And, and then, you know, juxtaposed with a train just barreling down the tracks with toxic, you know, you see the toxic labeling on the, on the, on the cars and everything's toxic. They're all toxic tankers. And you can picture it in your mind because we've all seen this type of thing in a movie where two things are, two somewhat unrelated things are, the way they cut are, you know, they're on a collision course, yeah. right? And meanwhile, Adam Driver saying things like, he could spell down the masses with the power of his voice. And then it flips over to Don Cheadle. He could spell down the masses with the power of his voice, kind of mm-hmm. a thing. And then, of course, the, the semi-truck with flammable liquid plows into the train. And there's a giant explosion, which causes a feathered plume in Ohio of smoke. <laughs> yeah, they keep changing. The, the, <laughs> what, what do they say several times in the movie? The family is the cradle of misinformation or something like that. Yeah, which was a, cause, because, you know, you sit down at a dinner table and you're like, did you hear? Did you hear this? Did yeah. you hear that? And it's a line from Don Cheadle's character. And so this plume of this feathered plume of smoke it's all from the stand it's all from the viewpoint of the of jack right pretty much or the family at least right and his family's and so you don't get any more information than they get <laughs> right right because they're listening again it's 1984 so they're listening to the radio trying to find information you have local emergency services and they keep upgrading the the status starts as a feathered plume or where where does it yeah you have you have the older son the teenage son that's kind of a know-it-all yeah and he's sitting on the roof with binoculars right and he's like it's a feathered plume of smoke and they look at it and they're like and and jack is like ah that's it's over there we're over here it's all fine he's like but a weather event could blow it over here now it it won't well how do you know well it just won't so so the sun kind of represents the media doesn't he because he just keeps giving you the line he's he's glued to the radio he keeps updating you to what they've changed it to by the time they come downstairs what are they calling it a a plume i don't remember uh uh, not a plume but a uh a cloud a dark cloud or something a black a black cloud but then it, you know, there's all, all this speculation. So, so you get this really interesting, so sort of microcosm about a catastrophe in the show, mm-hmm. which it's all catastrophes. It's exactly what happens. the The narrative changes. At first, it's this, then it's this. The narrative changes, and by the end of it, it it's uh, Adam Driver thinks he's going to be killed. He's dead. You're right. He thinks he's dead. And of course, as the narrative 
changes, so does the behavior of the people. Till eventually, you have a cop going down the road saying "evacuate, evacuate," and everybody's panicking. And then they get into a traffic jam on the freeway, where more panic and mayhem ensue. The kids' names. This isn't all the kids, but you've got Heinrich, who's the yeah. older son, which is interesting. He was from Driver's mar- earlier marriage. Mm-hmm. You've got Denise, who was from uh, one of the mom Babette's earlier marriages, and then you've got Wilder, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a, an intentional name. The youngest, mm-hmm. who is between the two of them from from their their union. Isn't there four? I know there's one more. There's another girl, right? Yeah. Is her name Steffi? Yes, Steffi. Okay. And they keep calling her wrong names. Because uh, throughout the She's movie, the child. first part of the movie, Babette is for very forgetful. Oh, yeah. And she's popping these mysterious right. pills. Denise is worried about her mom's uh, loss, memory loss, which is interesting that they, yeah. they've woven the memory loss idea into right. it. Because yeah. you later find out that she's taking these pills because she fears death. Yeah. So she found an ad in the Weekly World News. You remember that paper? No, I don't remember. You ever that. see it? You, 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 you grew up seeing it in the grocery store. Was it, check was it out next aisle. to the National Enquirer? Yeah, it was that. It was that kind of thing, and they always had the most outlandish covers. Like Adam was this was a chimpanzee, and Eve was a space alien, right? Or like Bat Boy was a famous one. You know, stuff like that, really over the top. But she likes this stuff because. That's what That's women kinda... who go to the supermarket <laughs> like. And by the way, the supermarket is a big central focal point. In fact, they Cheadle even describes it as a temple or yeah. a religious right. a religious gathering, a, a religious synagogue, right. essentially, using that in its most technical term, a place where the people come together. Right. And then they come together for religious or spiritual reasons. Right. And the way they have it organized, it's very stylized. The colors, the the organization of it, the way they show it in total. <clears throat> right. There's even a there's even a pure white um, lane, lane or aisle where the, <laughs> where the priests or the or the professors are doing their shopping. Right. And people kind of whisk through that one. And, right. And really, it's only the priests that get their stuff. It even there. gets upgraded at the end with its very own. Uh, sacrificial uh uh offerings when you get the you get the butcher oh yeah i didn't really notice that with the meat there's this great scene where he's got a big butcher knife and he brings it down on some some animal flesh and the blood splatters on the Oh yeah, that's right. Customer, <laughs> and she doesn't even flinch she's just so yeah. enamored by the yeah. fact that they have a fresh butcher now well, anyway, this this show is for people who, um, like us, are interested in the deeper narrative, and even if you're interested in that, it may not pay dividends. I don't know. It's it's very interesting. It was it was kind of hard to watch in in some ways, but very very interesting for certain reasons. And I think that people who, that I mean, there's probably three types of people. There's the types of people that are gonna be like, I don't get it. This is terrible. Right. This isn't a comedy. And then there's people who recognize that there's a possibility that you have a symbolic or higher message or alternative or underlying message, let's mm-hmm. call it that. And they might go, oh, I want to try to decipher this, you know, and, and find mm-hmm. some value in it. And then there's those of us that are always attuned. For some reason, we've become 
like hypersensitive to stuff like this and we're like, okay, who wrote this? Did the CIA write this? You know, that's, that, that's me. I'm, go, right, I'm looking at this right. going, okay. Because there's a scene, they ultimately have to evacuate their home and they end up first at a gas station and then at uh, a Boy Scout a camp. A Boy Scout camp. Now, what's interesting is you're like, okay, is this a preparedness manual? Because the first thing that happens is that everybody's stuck in traffic. Right. On the interstate. That's like a pretty interesting reality. Yeah. Like if you evacuate with the mass, you're going to be stuck in traffic. And then they put them in a sort of a FEMA camp, but it's yeah. really a Boy Scout camp. Well, you, you've got a scene at the Boy Scout camp. And that's what we're getting to. The one with the computer, the guy on the computer. Well, there's that. And then you got the guy that kind of, he all, he's dressed and acts like all the conspiracy theorist types in most movies. Yeah. He's got a, he looks like he might have been kind of homeless at one point or. He's bearded, has a heavy coat. He's holding a TV over his head. Oh, this is the this is later because they have to evacuate the Boy Scout camp and okay, go to yeah, another. Right. They end up at another place. I can't remember where that place was. It was some other was town a, hall, was, or yeah, it was a building of some kind. And that guy then he he like goes into this rant about right. how nothing is real, or what is he? Well, he's he really ta- trying he, to say he, he's like we're we're quarantined. They took away everything from us, and we don't know anything. He's like, "Where's the press hounding us? There's toxic chemicals in the air. Does no one care about us?" Right, and then in reality, months later, the same thing happened to East Palestine. Yeah, like like the, they that he that could have been some regular dude from. Yeah, you want to talk uh, about like <laughs> like the press kind of that, see like, that's oh, the, something happened and there was a train derailment. And then it was like, right. Nobody's talking about this. my crickets. Yeah. So, but but that's that that's the that's the extra dimension that makes this so intriguing to me is that it actually happened only months later, right? And it happened in Ohio, right? And it it happened to a lot of the people who are involved with this movie and the press behaved the same way right and and so but let me tie up one loose end i started down this path so bobette answers a ad in the weekly world news a little ad that says do you fear death call this number and so she called the number and that's where she's getting these pills from was this top secret research about these pills that will help you not fear death Mm-hmm. Just to tie up that loose end to give you the, so. Oh, okay, yeah, and that because we talked about we started down there, but and that's a, that's like a third or more, close to a half of the movie is right. the, the end of it. See, I didn't think that it was going to go there. Well, that's what made it so right. I don't know. It makes it really interesting, but like it's like who is who's talking and what are they really trying to say? Right. <laughs> was it written by the CIA? I don't know. The uh, have to go see I haven't it. even looked at who who the writers are here. The writer, it was not someone I recognized offhand. Noah Baumbach, and I also don't know it, uh, much about the book and how much it's, Don DeLillo. How much it's still uh, uh, sort of Don DeLillo is the, the guy that wrote the book, and then Baumbach uh, wrote it for the screen. But I th- I thought like one of the main focal points was the scene at the boy scout camp where right. driver has to go talk to they they're saying if you've been exposed for more than 30 seconds or something like that you need to yeah. blah 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 and he was maybe sort when of he standing filled, in the rain he filled the car with gas yeah 
So he goes and he talks to the staffer. Yeah. And he's got on his arm a little arm badge that says SIMVAC. Simulated evacuation is what it stands for. They find this out through the dialogue. Yeah. The dialogue is awesome. Yeah, that, like, th- this movie is worth watching for that scene alone. He's like, what's SimVac? And the guy's all smug. He's like, it stands for simulated vacu- evacuation. He's like, simulated? But this is real. Like, yeah, well, it is real. <laughs> right. I think you texted me a quote like, are you saying you're using the real event to practice for the simulation? Yeah, that's like what that's, driver says. This that is hilarious. Him. Like if you if you're really into conspiracy theory, this gets to be really funny because it's like, are you saying you used the real event to practice for the simulation? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. And then they've got a computer there. And again, this is 1984, so computers are like magic. Yeah. And he's typing in all the stuff, <laughs> and he's having this conversation about how it's simulate. It's their job. <laughs> They've been mobilized because their job is to do simulations, simulate an evacuation in a in a in a. So they're going to practice toxic right. event. So they're there, and he's like, "But it's yeah. real," and he's like, "Yes, it is real." Oh yeah. So they oh, and and that's what they ended up calling it instead of instead of the the feathered plume. It became the airborne toxic event. That was the final yeah. name at, of it. At one point, it was a swiftly moving poison cloud or something like yeah. that. It kept getting upgraded as the panic and the fear, you know, kept getting upgraded. You know, I I guess I'm I want I'm liking this discussion because I'm still trying to wrap my mind around what this right. show really right. is doing. And I just watched it last night, so yeah. it's still kind of fresh. Yeah, it's been like a week for me, but or five six days. But but I'm just still I'm still trying to figure out like what's going on here because some some things are uh, intentional and other things are commentaries on what happens. You know. Some things are intended for predictive programming. You know, I'm not saying everything is scripted. We're, right. We got all kinds of people contributing to this matrix that we live in. And I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get my mind around it because it was sort of mind-blowing in certain ways. Yeah, so the guy's like, yeah, yeah, we used the real event to practice a simulated Which again, event. is hilarious. It, it is, especially it, given, you know, what we know about Event 201 and kind of the... Yeah, all so the, the events, all the, the events of the last few years, all the simulations that have been held before um, massive crises or, or catastrophes. Right. Like there were simu- there were there were exercises going on in New York on nine eleven. Right. Okay. Right. The, they're uh, they're always running some sort of an exercise when they want to create confusion about an actual event. That's we're, the that's the theory about the conspiracy. So and then the next morning after he, well, the, the, the dialogue he, with the guy's funny because he, he's like, well, what does the computer say? Am I going to live? And he's like, we'll know if you live, if you live. In 15 years, in fif- we'll know more. In 15 years, we'll know more. If you're still <laughs> alive in 15 years, then you'll be halfway through the period of time that this may take to manifest itself. And he's just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And so it's sort of like, it, Do you remember? It's a nod to how slow moving this crap is. There's an old. It reminded me of an old uh, uh, fable. I think that's mostly circles. Maybe it, maybe it's not an LDS thing, but I associate it with that. There's an old fable about a a guy who who somehow gets like a needle or a little bit of bits of metal in him, and the doctor says, you know, you've got 
metal circulating through you at any moment it's going to go to your heart and kill you that's iron man <laughs> 2008 iron right man. well this is not iron man oh, but okay and so the guy says well i've only got a few you know i don't know when i'm gonna die and so he changes his life he's he's nicer and he's because he doesn't people. know when he could be killed by this metal that's in his yeah blood. And, and so for this goes on for a year or something and then one christmas morning his wife hands him a little package and he opens it and it's the metal that he thought was circulating in his body and turns out it, he was fine there was never anything wrong with him but he changed how his did she life. get it i don't remember the details the idea is that if you have a crisis you're going to repent yeah 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 kind of like you know a government agency calling on a church to repent um no i think they settled that yeah the the church repented I don't know. I think they just settled it without any admission of anything. We'd consider the matter closed. There were some admissions. They were just veiled. But anyway, that's all hypothetical. But so, okay. so I, that, that story came to mind when, when you know, Adam Driver finds out, like, oh, I could die any time. It could be tomorrow. It could be 15 years from now. And he even tells Don Cheadle, you know, I'm dying. Is it Cheadle? Cheadle, You probably. keep emphasizing that A there. If Cheadle? somebody says Cheadle, is that bad? I think his name is Don Cheadle. Cheadle. I've, you know, I'm far removed. <laughs> it from might be Cheadle. Paying but, attention uh, to this stuff. He he also plays uh, in Iron Man. He's in Iron Man. Oh yeah, he's a Iron Patriot. Yeah. Anyway, Speaking he of he he superheroes. He tells him, Adam Driver tells him, you know, I'm dying. I've only got. I've only got 15 to 30 years or something like that. He's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And then, they, and then he tells him, maybe it's not exactly sequential, but he, one of the, their professor friends died. And, yeah, and he's surfing. He's surfing. And they're like, but he's such a big man. How does such a big man get lost in the surf? He's so big. And then, the, and then there's a scene where, that, where I think it's probably Adam Driver kind of daydreaming and it shows the big bearded professor that looks yeah. like someone out of Hogwarts, you know, or Harry Potter yeah. surfing and, you know, he crashed and they don't even show the, the, the wreck or anything. But again, the, always on their mind is this, their loom, you know, their, their inevitable, the inevitability of their own demise. Yeah. Which drives Bobette to find these experimental pills, which he starts taking and, there's lots of side effects because it's experimental and not, we learn later, it's not anything to do with any researchers, I don't think. It's, it's, it's hilariously experimental. Right. Or just, or, or, or uh, <clears throat> oddly, strangely, uh, bizarrely experimental. <laughs> right. The, uh, Cheadle, the, the, there's so many interesting things in the show. Like, for example, when they're at the Boy Scout camp and they have to evacuate... It's right. this massive free-for-all. Guys are getting run over by cars. Yeah. People are Oh, like, and they're telling them to mask up. Yeah. Remember? Where's your, prote- where's your protective face covering? Which, of course, in a toxic That was clear nod, event. a clear nod to COVID. Probably. Because this was, this was done after COVID. It was. And again, I don't know during. if it was in the books and when the book was, was written, but obviously in a, in a toxic, uh, what do they call it? A... a Mass toxic event or something? The airborne toxic airborne event. toxic event. I mean, of this nature, you're going to absorb that stuff through your skin. It's in the water. It's everywhere. 
But yeah, they take off from the Boy Scout camp. And <laughs> that's where they see a guy with, in a Land Rover with a, a, a bumper sticker that says, gun control is mind control. So that's going to get at, they're, they're, this is interesting because you get the, all these, these elements of what it might be like in a crisis and what people have witnessed in a crisis. Like usually you get the rush on the supermarkets, right. which they, they just avoid that entirely. Right. But you get to this, this mass exodus thing. And the second time driver has figured it out, he's like, I'm not going back on, he ends up back on the interstate, but he's like, we're not, I don't think these people understand what's going on. And so he follows the guy with the gun control is mind control sticker right. into the bush. And that's right. how their station wagons en- ends up in the river. Right. Floating. And they do get out. They float. They're floating like a boat. And he's, it's hilarious because they just but, are sort of like staring at each other and he keeps trying to turn the wheels. Yeah. And they keep bumping off of rocks. Yeah. But he Heinrich just, is the one that tells him what to do. He's like, turn off the engine. Right. And then they go for a while. And then when they get, uh, back on uh, stuck on sand or like whatever sandbar yeah he tells him floor it you know uh, turn it back on and floor it and and so you get this interesting dynamic of the cooperation but what i what i thought was interesting about this uh fleeing from the boy scout camp scene because it was pandemonium right when they announced it it was like it's like they they tell you when to panic right and everyone does it's the and i put this on the mind virus site multiple times the simpsons a uh, clip of the newscaster with the sign behind him that says "Time to Panic." Right, you right. know, and we so typical here in uh, American Western life in the last fifty, sixty, seventy well, years some, since World War Two. There's some stories recently about how uh, some officials in the UK, I think his name was Matt, Matt Hancock, some public health disaster. I mean, the person is a disaster was saying we are going to scare the pants off of everybody with yeah. this like like i mean remember remember march 2020 we were told over and over and over time to panic yeah time to panic so but the one thing i thought was interesting is the daughter is it sophie or no uh steffi, steffi whatever her name is right the younger daughter yeah steffi i think she loses her rabbit yeah, she she has a little stuffed rabbit. And they get to the car and everybody stops and dad has to go get the rabbit. Yeah, and this is panic. This is like pandemonium. People yeah. are trampling each other and so it's running each not, other over. It's clearly not real life, but this is, again, a commentary on real life. So he goes, yeah, like cars are running over people. People are just stampeding. You Even know. the Simvac guys like take off their... <laughs> they they have like a bread truck style thing, and they just take off the, their their tube or whatever that's connected to the to the. It just breaks camp. off, and they just go plowing through people's tents and yeah. It's like, it's like everybody. Those guys are it's, like, we're out of here. It's complete and total reckless abandon for uh, no no care for human life, and a driver's about to be trampled, and he he's he's almost to the rabbit. He falls down. He's about to be trampled, and he's reaching for it. And some masked person picks it up, and you think that this is going to be like a zombie thing, and they just calmly hand it to him. And you're like, "Oh, here you go." You know, it was, it was that act of kindness but, during the catastrophe. Right, but that person is significant. You know who that person is, right? No, I don't. Okay, okay. I missed okay. that. So, do you remember his dream? Was that the person from the dream? The dream, and the guy, the the man is 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 in his bed, and then he like stucks his face through the sheet kind of a thing. Yeah, because he, so so based, because of the evacuation, when they finally get home, driver thinks he's going to die. Right. Yeah. So, so that was that guy? It's the guy at the end. 
Really? And he's also in the supermarket. Remember the guy at the short shorts in the supermarket that like pushes his yeah. cart away? And then he, That's grabs, the guy a, at the he end? grabs that big set of legs, a uh, hose. Yeah. <laughs> That's the guy? Egg shape. It's the same guy. It turns out he's had an affair with his wife. Spoiler alert. Well, kind of. Uh, yes. Can you do the spoiler alerts after? They're, they're having... His wife has an affair with this guy, but it's not like your traditional like tryst. She's trading herself for pills because he's the guy running the experiment. Right. That gives you the pills right. that make you forget so you have no fear over death. And that's de- why when, death. When, when he confronts him, he says, I know you because he's seen him. He's seen him in his dreams and he's also seen him through throughout town, but he's always yeah. kind of mysterious and weird looking and wears really short shorts. Well, to make, to make the long spoilers short, Cheadle... At the camp, gives driver a gun. Yeah, a little just in case, a little twenty-five caliber. He says. Yeah. And when driver finds out his wife's having an affair, because the 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 uh, the secondary uh, <clears throat> plot arc going through this is Denise trying to figure out what her mom is taking. Yeah, they can tell that these pills. They've seen her taking them. They're trying to gather evidence. She 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 denies taking them. They're called Dilar. Yeah, which that's interesting. Maybe some significance there. I was trying to think about. I was thinking about that this morning. I was looking for some link to the Nile D or what? What was the name of the chemical? It was something like something like that? Yeah. But uh, he, you know, uh, Adam Driver asks. His doctor. There's a funny scene with the, his. Oh, doctor. the doctor. His doctor, the doctor patient lun- scene is hilarious. His doctor is a lunatic. Well, no, no, but that it's representative of the medical uh, establishment. I know, That's the I thing. Know. It's like I'm the doctor and you're the patient. But people think when they leave this place, they're no longer the patient. I'm always the doctor and you're always the patient. When you go home, you should act like the patient. I mean, he right. just goes on and on and on about how drivers uh, he's a, like, a patient he's and like, he's like, needs to I'm be a good patient. I'm going to send you over to here. They have equipment they have brand new equipment that it's it's bright gleaming. and shiny it's, it's gleaming it's yeah. gleams it gleams jack and and i want you to go get some tests there and then and then you come back to me with sealed yeah. test we'll results we'll talk about it together and we will talk about it as doctor and patient and it's like oh, this guy's a lunatic <laughs> yeah and driver's doing everything but he's of course he do. goes over and he goes and, and has a test in the gleaming equipment which the test results are always they never really uh uh resolve that right right. but it was funny because just like most people they don't go into the well some people go into the doctor and tell him everything but this guy's like i'm not going to tell him he has to find it on his own so you're back again what's right is there something bothering you no i just want to see if it's kind of like adam driver's character is interesting in, in the sense that he's very much uh he he will he will Surrender his will to authority or experts, right? Like when the first... Well, most of the movie is about surrendering the will to experts, except for the woman who is willing to go out on a limb to get what she needs so that she doesn't fear death, but it makes her forget. And, you know, in the first few hours of the uh, airborne toxic event, Driver's like, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. They said this. They said that. And his son's like, well, now they're saying this, and now they're saying that. So it changes. And Driver's like, it's all going to be fine. Let's have dinner. And they try to have a normal dinner with his favorite you know, chili fried chicken, which actually looked pretty good. Uh, and the cop is literally going through the neighborhood going, you know, evacuate, evacuate. And he's like, but dessert. <laughs> you know, he, he, he doesn't want to accept the fact that something's really horribly wrong. 
but at the same time he's just he's an intelligent guy and he's able to like kind of recognize that something's kind of weird in the world and we need to figure it out and but uh so it's kind of a funny conflict especially that comes out with the medical thing even in and again don Cheadle's character sort of his like kind of on his shoulder, right? And telling him, you don't, you, you're supposed, you got to lie to the doctor. You know that, right? He's like, oh, I always lie to the doctor. <laughs> and uh, also, he, you know, of course he gives him the gun, as you said. And um, so we get to the point where kind of the mystery about the pills unravels and, and uh, Bobette confesses everything. Says, you know, I, I fear death and I didn't want to fear death anymore. And I answered this ad and they put me on experimental drugs, but there's lots of side effects. Some of the side effects were death. <laughs> <laughs> you fear death, take this drug. One of the side effects could be death. But some of the but some of the more common side effects were kind of delusions. Like she says, like there was no, I had no, I don't remember how she describes it, but words had no meaning between like uh, uh, symbolism and literalism. Like she said, if you said. Bullets are flying. Speeding bullets, I would, I, I might freak out. I might drop to the floor. Right. Which, or, uh, and then she says, you know, me- memory loss is another one. Yeah. So people take things literally. Isn't right. that interesting? Right. And they lose their memory. Right. Which, which, it, you know, that's a condition of being in the world, but it's also something that seems to repeat itself as this cyclical catastrophism plays out. The, <laughs> the, the control by catastrophe. Mm hmm. So well, you see that play out very uh, deliberately in the when Driver confronts Mr. Gray, who's the kind of the name given to the the bad guy the, or the 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 the, ex, the, 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 the drug pusher, the, drug. the the guy who has sex with his wife, right. the guy who bumps into him at the supermarket, right? But yet he's the guy that hands him the rabbit. That I I had no idea that was the same guy. Yeah, same guy, and I'm not sure what the meaning is there, other than like. Because I thought that that scene was intended to show you that there's even there's still going to be some positive good, maybe. But thing. it was also this this guy, yeah. Right? And and uh, I don't know. We'll we'll have to steal. I, I, on I, that I guess one I got more. that part wrong. I don't know. There's, I don't know if I even want to go back and watch it again. It's such a strange <laughs> show. I watched it I because loved- you mentioned it, and. I was like, okay, did, was it really East Palestine? I, I wanted to see the link right. between the train derailment and this movie, which the train derailment is a huge part of the movie. Right. Because the train derailment sets in motion. It's the thing that causes it's all an, the stuff. It's, it's a an, catalyst. It's an airborne toxic event. Right. Which we also had, not in East Palestine, but it, across the entire world. Right, that's true. That, that that's true. Pandemonium that's very, and mayhem. very, very true. And mind control through catastrophe. Maybe that was their intent was to talk about that. But so, but look, look, it, it's uh, also amazing that they stop at the gas station when they're on the interstate. The airborne toxic event becomes beautiful to them. Like, well, yeah, there's the, that scene where the, the lights and the there's some lightning flashing and it illuminates yeah. this incredible almost alien sentient looking cloud yeah and everyone's in awe of it and they're they're mesmerized they even by get it out of the car to see it yeah. better yeah well bobette confesses everything kind of tells him about the experiment and how this experiment kind of unraveled but she didn't want it to end so she made a deal with uh mr gray that she would trade herself for more pills 
And of course, Adam Driver is, you know, upset and things. And, and she goes, you're not going to kill him, are you? And he's like, I'm not going to kill him. I'm not a killer. She goes, and she says, but you're a man. <laughs> and uh, at first I was like, well, yeah, he's not going to kill him. This guy is uh, like, this guy can't even, you know. It's funny. It's, it's funny because he's the... What are they trying to say about America being fascist? I mean, he's the Hitler studies professor. Right. And he's so well respected. Right. <laughs> right. They have a conference. Then, he, you know, he's he the host. He speaks at it. Yeah, he does He's speak. trying to learn German, so he gives his speech in right. German. <laughs> and he, what's funny is he doesn't want anybody to know that he doesn't know German, which is important because the professors are really sort of these this priestly class, right. and they don't really know the context behind what they're teaching. They're just... They're sort of in, they're they're infusing it with their own reality, right? And then everything's all this touchy feely politics, you know. Like when Cheadle's like, "I want to be the Elvis guy," but so right. and so, but oh, you don't have to worry about it. He died. I'm the Elvis guy. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the surfer guy was going to be right. It was, was kind of his, his main rival. competition. At the college on the hill, because there's two, because there's two Elvis pros. Right, you have two Elvis experts <laughs> at the college on the hill. It's just, it's which is very clearly like a small college. It's not. This isn't like the. This yeah, isn't it's not UCLA. quite Ivy. It's not quite Ivy League, but it's it's yeah. any college. Yeah, it's like it's like shrubbery league. But you've got, <laughs> but you've got any, but you've got the any man. Hitler guy that everybody wants to be. Yeah. Uh, I don't know so, what to make of it. It's just hilarious. She, she, uh, she unveils the, the whole story. He gives his speech, which is funny. He's giving the speech, which is sort of in the background. You don't uh, really hear what he's saying, but in his pocket, he's got the gun and he's just sitting he's there like, fidgeting with the gun. Yeah. So you have this guy giving a speech about Hitler fidgeting with the in German. Yeah, he's he, but he th- doesn't he, know. He throws some he bad. He doesn't speak German. <laughs> he throws some some German in there, and then he he borrows Cheadle's car, and because he 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 has this this breakdown where he goes through his trash looking for the pills or some way to find the guy. Because she says Babette says it was at a hotel. It doesn't matter where that we met. No, no, no. Hold on a sec. Did he? Was he going through the pills because he wanted to? Because well, he had started to fear death, this or because where, he wanted to kill the is, guy? This is where it's a nice twist because he—he's—he's. He's, it he's looked like, to me at first like he wanted to find pills to have them. Yeah, that's what and I then thought. Then he finds the ad because he and says, he realizes that he's a man he and says, he's going to kill the guy. Babette, I'm always the one that's feared death, and then and so then he's like, I need I need those pills, and yeah. so he's looking for them. I'm like, oh great. What do they call good. it again? Dialar, toxin, diloxin. <laughs> Which is funny. I'm like, I'm thinking. Oh, now you're gonna get both parents on so this it's stuff. Dilar, Dilar. I okay. Think. And uh, anyway, yeah, he finds in the Weekly World News or you know whatever the equivalent is in the show. It's obviously a contrived name. Is the fact that it has die in it right significant? Maybe D Y L A R. I think. And, <clears throat> but he he finds the ad, so he calls the guy from a payphone. Arranges to buy the pills. I'd like to buy some dialer. Motel. Roadside motel. Eight, uh, room eight. Right, and it clearly, when he gets there, matches the description of the room where his yeah, wife right. described going to sell her body right. to get 
to to get the trade forget trade pill. for drugs. And he he goes in there, and there's this interesting dialogue mm-hmm. where the the drug pusher guy he's sitting there watching TV, and he's like, "You've entered a room. There's an agreement now. Yeah, you've entered a room that I've already occupied. We have an agreement now." And he's like, <laughs> "Good point." You know, they have this bizarre, like almost. Um, cordial dialogue like a civilization type of a dialogue like okay i was here first it's indoors this is how this works we're not outdoors we're indoors you've come into here you've accepted the terms yeah (laughs) and then he's like what do you want he's like i want some dialogue and he keeps stepping on it it's all over on the floor everywhere what does that mean he's pop the guy's popping the pills like candy like like popcorn he goes i eat this stuff like candy and adam driver goes i was just about to say that like it's this goofy (laughs) like dialogue and then adam remembers you know driver remembers this dude was sleeping with my wife and he kind of gets mad but then he remembers he wants the dialogue he remembers the mind control through catastrophe and he says crashing planes and the guy starts freaking out and he starts saying all these phrases oh that's right i never put that together as mind control via catastrophe that's a really good good find and the guy starts freaking out and 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 so he controls the dude right he ends up, you know, we're, we're going to... Driver, driver's looking for Dialar still. He's, yeah, so it's I both, mean, it's everywhere. So it's not... It, he wants it too. Yeah, he wants it. But he also is like, I, I'm going to just kill this guy. He's gonna, he, his plan was to get the drugs, then kill him. And he, yeah. t- and he says that to himself. He's, he's like, rehearsing. no talk. He's like, yeah, he's rehearsing. Steal, don't buy. Shoot, don't talk. <laughs> and of course he gets there and they end up talking. Yeah. And, and he's trying to buy it, and it's when he the the Mister Gray mentions a woman in a ski mask because that was Babette. She, he remembers why she he's wore there. a ski mask. So, yeah. and that kind of you know triggers a driver. He ends up the guy's on the toilet. He's sitting on the toilet, and he gives this speech, <laughs> and. He and Adam this, Dri- is a, this is the weirdest show. This is why we're just. This is like therapy for me and Bobby I loved here. this gotta, part though. I love how talk, this all. We've got to talk through this. This is like super weird. I loved how this all played out. But he gives us the, the guy gives a speech, and Adam Driver asks him a question, and I don't remember the question now. But he's like, he the Mister Gray pops a pill and is like, "Give me a few minutes, and I'll have an answer." And then Driver shoots him. <laughs> but remember, it's this is a, this is a college professor. He's it's this little teeny gun that shoots a twenty five cal. And he shoots him twice. He shoots him twice. And you've you've seen them load three bullets. Yeah, and so now the guy's dead on the floor. He slumps off the right. toilet. He wasn't going to the bathroom on the toilet. He was just sitting on the toilet. And he slumps to the floor, and then Adam starts. Driver starts covering the to make it look like a. Suicide. suicide. He puts He's been the, shot in the shoulder. He puts the gun <laughs> in the in Mr. Gray's hand and is kind of cleaning up. And then Bobette walks in and he's like, How did you know I'd be here? You're a man. <laughs> and while they're talking, the guy wakes up. The guy up, comes to and realizes he's got a gun in his hand. And his would-be killer is standing over him. And so then he shoots Adam Driver. Right. In, in the, the wrist. And the bullet ricochets off his hand and then hits Babette in the leg. So now all of them have, have been, been hit, shot. Yeah. I loved this. I was like, this is a funny twist on yeah, a on, murder. On a murder. <laughs> and then uh, the guy passes out, right? Because he's, he's still, the, the, the Mr. Gray's still been shot and he's bleeding. And- right. And, and Adam, the man, 
Right. Adam Driver. Right. Right. So, which is interesting because his name's Adam Driver is Jack in the in the show. Right. Or J A K. He uh he essentially repents at that point. It's like, what am I? What have I done? We we gotta we've gotta get this guy to um to a hospital. So they drag his body out like they're gonna dispose of it, which is funny. They've got, yeah, him, they on got a, him on, on a, a rug or something or blanket. I love what <laughs> they pull him out of out of the car. They're like, You got his head? Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so and they, they, they put him in the back of their station wagon and they drag him to a a, a Which if you grew uh, up in the eighties, the station yeah. wagon is just so they, perfect. They, they find an emergency Catholic clinic, like a church that has these makeshift beds. It's set a church, up. but it's a hospital. Right. And they drag him in there and the nuns the nuns they, take care of him. They put they put the two the parents under a picture of JFK and uh, Joe pa- Pope John Paul. Yeah. Like two, the, the right? Pope blessing JFK. So, so this is weirdest stuff. And it sets off a dialogue. The, the it, there's this weird scene where they count to ten in German, <laughs> makes no sense, and they're all happy about it. They're like eins, zwei. But I think that's because that's all they know in German. Vier, fünf, sechs, sieben, acht, neun, zehn, yeah! And they cheer, and it's like. But then the picture, the Bobette asks the nun, like, is the old heaven still? current or is like yeah because they're trying to they're trying to figure out what the reality is and so they keep asking all these experts and And she's an expert she's not only going to heal them but she's going to tell them of the reality about heaven yeah and here's another little twist you expect her to be like oh it's beautiful darling instead she's like heaven (laughs) what are you talking about that's no such thing yeah i i put on the facade and she gives a little speech half of which is in german right which they subtitle for the viewer. For the people that don't speak German. She says something really important, and she's like, we have to put on the facade that we believe, because once you don't have believers, that's hell on earth. Hell on earth is when you lose the believers. So we pretend. And it's kind of like, they kind of look at each other, you know, uh, Jack and Bobette, and, and during all of that, they sort of realize, like, we, we're going to be okay. We can. There's a scene right before that where they're on these gurneys and the dude is in a shopping cart. They just <laughs> they put, slump him in the they shopping did, they cart. They ran out of gurneys, so they throw the. They, <clears throat> they put they put uh, Babette and Jack on the really nice. Yeah, beds, Jack doesn't really even need any. They're fine. He just needs a band aid. <laughs> and then they throw the guy that's really hurt in the shopping cart. And the shot <clears throat> the shot is from overhead and. Bobette, yeah, and Jack are on these gurneys, and they shove the shopping cart in between, in them. between them. So there's obvious symbolism there. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they whisk him away, and they shove the gurneys together. Yeah, kind of saying like, okay, you know, you guys are gonna make it. You can yeah. forgive one another. And so some, so on. some guy, Mister Gray, or maybe maybe this is the guy that uh, Hugh Blue would call the the man in the gray flannel suit, gets between them, right? But he gets between Adam and Eve, and then. In the right. church, it, they get rid of it and they heal them. There's this, this okay. There's this, this great line of, of dialogue where Adam Driver's character Jack says he he's always trying to use his German, so he's like Herr Doctor, Herr Doctor, and he waves over the doctor. He's like, "Is that man gonna be okay?" And he he's pointing towards the direction of Mister Gray. And what does the doctor say? It's this brilliant line that took me a minute. He says, "What does he say?" I don't remember. Oh, man, we have to get this one right. Maybe, do you have the script? He says... I do not. 
Okay, I'm going to look. You're the guy with the script. I want to get this right. So you fill some airtime while I get this right. Okay, what am I supposed to do? You're good at filling (laughs) time. Because you've just built up this massive climax, and now I'm like, okay. Well, I'm not sure what to say. Like I said, I'm kind of flabbergasted by this show because the train derailment did happen in East Palestine, but... I do think that you have essentially a little bit of Adam and Eve symbolism, and especially because Babette keeps calling him, you're a man. You know, she says, you're a man. That's why, that's the problem. And and you so you've got kind of this existential cosmic, why are women here, why are men here type of a thing going on between um, <laughs> between Babette and Jack. Did you find it? I did, and it's, it's, it's not it's, what you. Th- it's not what I thought. But look, but look, I think this is important because the movie, the movie I thought was going to be about conspiracy. You know, like Garden Variety. Right. Uh, you know, the whole the whole of government is a conspiracy, but it turns out it's not. It's more about cosmic themes, which is in a way a conspiracy. But it's it's like the question is who's really jacked into the cosmic themes? Who really gets it? Like the Avengers guys, they mm-hmm. they get it and they invert it. You know, Harry Potter, they get it. And and they they play it up pretty well, um, but this this is meshing the catastrophism, the way we're really controlled by the the oligarchy, with the way that Satan controls all of us, which is fear of death, right? Right. And but then you've got this sort of a this guy that gets between Adam and Eve and his wife, which is the Satan character, right? He comes into the scene at various points which is why i'm surprised that he's the one that gave him the rabbit back because i'm not sure what they're trying to say here but he and they heal him at the end they he gets he he tries to kill him but then he, he sort of makes peace with him at the end but he's the guy that splits adam and eve so that's a that's a definite um element of the of this ancient uh ancient religious narrative is that that Adam and Eve in the heavens are a couple that's joined in a way that in the Hebrew metaphor, Adam has to have Eve taken out as a rib. She's a part of him, but then she becomes separate from mm-hmm. him, right? So a lot of Gnostics have this misapprehension that Adam and Eve are hermaphroditic mm-hmm. in the heavens, and that's not necessarily the case. It's more of a twin souls, soulmate type of a thing that they're joined metaphorically in so, so tightly that in the heavens they're one and down here Eve Eve is taken from Adam it's it's all metaphorical right but but so so the i so it's interesting because they do portray Jack and Babette as sort of soulmates you know it's their they yeah. tried they tried several times they didn't get it right during the dialogue where she kind of unveils the whole plot he he keeps talking about her in the third person he's like the whole point of Babette is 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 to to be forthcoming and and confide. Yeah, she's Eve. She's his Eve. The whole point of Babette is joy. And and and, and, and he's talking about woman in general, right? right? Yeah. So she's woman and he's man, and that's played up pretty deliberately. And so yeah, you're it, going, and so you're going. What are they? Because the whole thing's about fear of death. And in this case, she's not taking fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. She's taking fruit to help her forget that there's death. And not fear death. Well, yeah, but uh, and that's that's another thing that makes this really significant to me because it doesn't hit 
it it doesn't get lost in the in the uh, Deuteronomistic garden story, which Nibley, as I've explained before on the podcast, said was a nursery tale and shouldn't be taken literally. But Eve and women have been saddled with evil in the world for a long time, probably pre-Deuteronomy. The Greeks have it in the Pandora story, but the, the, you know, the idea, at least in Mormonism, has always been the woman takes a second seat instead of an equal seat. And, and, they've, and, and Mormonism lately, or at least LDS Mormonism, has done a lot of try, attempted damage control on that, right? To try mm-hmm. to make, make uh, the women's role on par with the guys, but they can't because the men will never let control of, <laughs> of, control of the church, right? They, 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 right. They, it's just a fact of life. But, and they'll say that's because that's a, quote, priesthood role. Mm-hmm. And and again, I would add, you know, what what where is priestesshood then? Because women, if if women had priestesshood, you wouldn't need them to have priesthood, because one is masculine and one is one is feminine. Yes, there are uh, gender roles. That is like a hermetic or a an esoteric and ancient an ancient idea that Adam and Eve performed different roles. And so, so what's interesting here is you do get the question of evil sort of talked about in in a really abstract way. So mm-hmm. who's responsible for the evil? And and it it doesn't really get answered. It's sort of like this movie's trying to say, well, it just happens. It was just an accident, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm not sure I like that because I think evil beings, as I've explained before, check out podcast 92 if you want the cosmology. If you want the long story, go there. <laughs> Even last week we talked about it. But it's kind of nature of evil. Yeah, evil is caused by <clears throat> evil beings. P- beings can behave evilly, and that's what you know makes them evil and and it's essentially what distinguishes god as god because if there were no states separate from evil or sorry if there were no states different differing from god that were separate from god you wouldn't really have god god would cease to be god it would only right. be one state but god is god because god is good and god is who he or she is he and she is right so 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 that's interesting in this movie that they seem to be playing out those themes. So they, they don't saddle the woman with evil. She just is. And he describes her. Babette is joy. She's good. She's all of these great things. And man has a problem, and they're describing man in the fallen world in that he is violence. A murderer. A murderer. They even, <laughs> you know? in Don Cheadle's character even says, what if violence is a form of rebirth? Right, and that's what you kind of wonder if and that's what they're getting at. That's what happens, and it, Yeah, and it, but, but the natural man is an enemy to God and right. has been since the fall of Adam and will be unless he yields to the enticings of Babette <laughs> and puts off the natural man and becomes a saint. That, that, so there's a lot of really good stuff mixed in with some perhaps watering down of the grand <clears> cosmic <throat> war between good and evil. Well, he says, Herr Doctor, will that man be all right? And the doctor says, not for a while, but he will live. And the, maybe it was the way he said it, or maybe I misheard, but I thought he was going to say, I thought he, what he was really saying was, he'll be all right, but he still has to live his life. Like, you know, unlucky for him, he still has to live. <laughs> so may, maybe it's in the doctor's tone, or maybe I just... Well, I think that's a good way to interpret it. But, uh, but he will live. Yeah. It's something in uh, it, what sparked that thought was just something in the way the doctor said it, but maybe that was not intended. Anyway, the the movie ends with the the happy family, you know, going back 
to the grocery store. But the grocery store again is their real, or, or it's yeah. their it's them ascending to to heaven in a way. Well, but it, but it's more their temple, right, or right. their synagogue, right? Is right. it is it? It's because it's not really heaven because it has sacrifice going on there. Right, but it's bright colored and it's everything they ever wanted. It's, it's a sort of a communal in, gathering. It's sort of a nexus point. Right. At one point, earlier in the film, they even compare like leaving the the grocery store to death, like you know, just walking in through the portal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a, it's sort of a cyclical birth, rebirth, birth, right. rebirth type of a thing. Life after life, eternal lives. I don't know. I mean, what what are these guys really trying to say? That's what I want to know. What are they really trying? This is this is a perplexing movie to me. I, I I'm I'm not saying it's accurate cosmology, but it's got a lot of really interesting elements in it that are. It's definitely worth watching. Yeah. It's, it, it's worth if you're into this stuff. It's worth watching. If you and also if you like this sort of eccentric kind of different movies. Oh, definitely. It's, if it's, you like it's, that, it's right. This up, has got to be on your list. Right up the alley. Right. It's. So yeah, it's a, it was an interesting one for sure, and I could see why it would get you know five and a half on IMDb or whatever that was because I think a yeah. lot of people just want to watch an Adam Driver movie and they're like, what is this? This is weird. Right. I'm gonna just move on. But I thought it was uh, the characters are great. The 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 style of it's fun, and th- there's it's some unique. nice there's some it's nice twists unique. which we've ruined for you. It's very unique. Yeah. It's still even with our spoilers, it's worth watching because yeah, there's so, a lot we've gone, we've we've glossed over. Right. I, I would just like to take this time to remind you at the end that there were spoilers in this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> at least right. we we've done our duty. We told you there were spoilers. You can't say we didn't tell you. We said it at the beginning too. I know. Though. We I did. Know. We did. But you really don't see a lot of people telling it at the end, and that's what we like to do on this show: is be different and even more explanatory. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, do you have anything else to say? We might have just a little shorter episode today. You know, I think this is a good episode. We can wrap it up with a nice little bow. I, you know, we could run through current events, but it's essentially in the spirit of the movie White Noise. Is it not, is it not essentially White Noise well, relative to the grander uh, problem? That was another thing I wanted to point out in the movie is there are several scenes where characters are talking over one another and it's kind of hard to follow the dialogue or there's radio that's loud. Like in a normal movie, you would have people in the background, their conversations would be, you know, uh, lower volume, right? But I think that was obviously yeah, you intentional. Can watch, they you wanted can watch the, it with the, the subtitles on to get everything the, clearly, the, which the, I, I did go back and turn it on from the time movie, to time. There's a lot of like white noise in the movie, a lot of just, you know, distracting kind of chaotic scenes in that, like with dialogue and sound. And, and I found that interesting too, because I think it's like in the end, it, it's this portrayal of chaotic life that you have no control over. And eventually you're just going to die. And maybe you can live your life in fear of that and, and do everything you can to avoid it and to fear it. Or you can just embrace who you are and that inevitability and then live right. you can live go, without that fear. Not only that, but you can go dance at the supermarket as they sing about bodies and incarnation. <laughs> right. The, okay, the, at the, the, cre- the, the credits roll and everybody's dancing 
very interpretively in the supermarket. Yeah, and then and then and watch you watch it with the <clears throat> subtitles because the the words are pretty explanatory. It's it is words are explanatory. <laughs> That's one of their primary functions. <laughs> okay, we just we found your t-shirt line. Words are exp- are pretty explanatory. Uh, I play the radio. That's got to be one of the ones that you put on the comments page. I hope. <laughs> I know, I know, but you're right. I can't well, help and it. listen, I can't nothing, help these one. These scripts are are poured over, right? They get revision after revision after. You revision. mean the Mind Virus Show scripts? <laughs> yeah, we have scripts. <laughs> we do this without script. No, it is it, it, both <laughs> without script and without script. Right. If you um, that's right, Pepe. That T-shirt you're going to get is coming right out of my pocket. Um. <laughs> The uh, and it's a cool T-shirt. You're gonna want to see this T-shirt that I got for him. Okay. Did you make just custom one? made one off one of one custom wow. made? It even says the ho- story. Even, even even the hosts of the show don't have this T-shirt. The, the, it says story contest winner. I think it's gonna work. Like I'm a little concerned. Maybe this place won't print it because I I've, I've stolen a picture of Pepe Le Pew <laughs> with a cat pushing him away. Oh, oh it's gonna be great. It. It's gonna be great. Yeah. The, they have their little copyright like. Don't print anything that you don't own the copyright to. Yeah. Well, you're not selling it. I'm not selling it. I'm paying I'm paying for it. But uh yeah, anyway, this this show it, it is a it is about the world that you've been blinded by that has been pulled over your eyes to borrow the the language from the matrix and in a lot of ways that's white noise and the <clears throat> the idea that we're distracted by our fear of death and the catastrophe catastrophes the catastrophe control by catastrophe catastrophism whatever what did we call that catastrophy catastrophization <laughs> that's going on really does that so it would be wrong of us right now to run down a list of all of the current event headlines is it um and talk about world war 3 is it just coincidental that a lot of people will turn on white noise to help them go to sleep hmm it's a good question someone comment someone explain that dr nick you being a medical doctor could probably yeah <laughs> explain this on the site he's probably a, as much of a metal doc me- medical doctor as that guy in the show oh easy for sure <clears throat> well, well yeah that, 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 it's a fun movie it's it's worth watching it's bizarre and all those things. Yeah, if you if, if you feel so inclined, it's on Netflix, or you can pirate it somehow. I'm sure. But uh, if you feel so inclined, give us your comments. Either, I mean, we'll I think we'll accept comments of people that haven't watched it. You know, we'll if you ex- just well, we'll accept any comments. whatever comments you want to make. The website isn't very discerning. Uh, in, in go that to regard. go to mindvirus.show and start a conversation, or just shout into the wind. You know. <sighs> <laughs> you know, I I uh I spend a fair bit of time on a bicycle, right? Shouting and, into the window. Every now and again somebody will drive by in a vehicle and they'll stick their head out the window and yell something at us, thinking they're being clever or whatever. Yeah. What they don't understand is they're going very fast, right, in their car. And so they're shouting into the wind. And so usually what I hear is run. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I have no idea what you're saying. I'm, I'll just assume you're encouraging me to ride well, When faster. you ride out there, you need to stay safe, Mr. Flood. People, well, I, uh, yeah, are, we like to avoid the road. We like to avoid the big roads. Yeah. Or, or any roads with cars on them. There's, like a, there's a lot of anger out there. 
there's like a new phenomenon. Uh, now I'm getting into current events, but you've seen there's there's a phenomenon where people are dooring cyclists in yeah. California. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. What is that? They're opening their door. I, I just think goes, to try to knock these bikes over. Yeah, you drive by them and you. I've had people throw things at me. I think it just goes back to what uh, we talked about last week. I think there's just portals are opening and demons are flowing through them. It could be, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen some some there's some disturbing stories out there and like you said we don't need to get into all of them but people just randomly shooting people and it's on video and it gets circled around like a like a cat video you know it's just the world is the world has this black cloud kind of there's an airborne toxic event (laughs) there's an airborne toxic event and uh the little cotton masks that you bought on amazon are not going to protect you from it hmm even though they have paw prints on them or a mm. message of some kind like stay safe. <laughs> well, go watch the movie. On that note. And uh, <clears throat> probably prepare yourselves again for uh, you know our, our annual weekly reminder. Can you have an annual weekly? Our weekly <laughs> annual reminder to prepare yourself for the coming catastrophes. All right, everybody. Take care. Wish you a happy week. We'll see you next week.